Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the th- Wednesday edition of the Competitive Edge podcast. I'm your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from yesterday's games and wagers before diving into today's betting slate, and we finish things off with our daily betting card. Now, to say it was a tough day on the pitch yesterday would be a massive understatement, uh, but a bit underwhelming, obviously, there. Um, did get to spend some time with the wife last night for Valentine's Day. Shout out to my wife. I uh, had a nice little sushi date last night, but excited to get into today's episode, chat about some more Champions League, a massive EPL game as well, and a lot more. So before we get into today's episode, this show is sponsored by Bet99 which is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and EPL. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free, with a number of well-known methods available to use, so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account, use code SHOOTERS at sign up, and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age to do so. And if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Or if you're in Saskatchewan, 1-800-306-6789. Have fun with it. Enjoy putting some money down, but don't put so much down that it ruins your life. So let's talk about that betting recap from yesterday. And it was a two and three day for the show. Um, We did also play Celtics minus four and a half that we got the day prior. Glad we got it there because they only ended up winning by six points in overtime. So Hopefully you didn't go and play the minus nine and a half there, even with no Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown in the lineup. Now, AC Milan and Tottenham, Milan scored in the seventh minute, looked like Tottenham might have scored at one point as well, but unfortunately it finished one nothing yesterday, so the both teams to score missed. And PSG Bayern, 1-0, a couple goals called back, really uh, sabotaged that over. Um, also, Kylian Mbappe not going in the starting lineup and being a substitute Really killed this one, so tough day there. Then Winnipeg Jets money line, they won in a shootout over the Kraken. Creighton, they went over with Providence thanks to a double overtime game. Now, this game did go over prior to OT, but just to blow past it, 94-86 was the final. Providence picking up the win at home, which we talked about yesterday, that we did lean Providence for that game. And then Duke, they only won by four at home against a bad Notre Dame team. Very underwhelming performance. So we're down a few units from yesterday. Wasn't our best, but we are ready to go today. We got plenty of soccer to get to. But before we get into that, we got to talk about Derek Carr. Now, he was released by the Vegas Raiders yesterday. Four-time Pro Bowler is now officially done in the AFC West. Um, Shocking, but like, it's shocking, but it's not. I mean... Derek Carr had a bad year. Um, they're saving $40 million releasing him. They freed up $29 million in cap space by releasing him as well. So now it just begs the question of where is he going to go? He's already visited the Saints, who 
I think it's a good situation for him. He doesn't have a lot of better quarterbacks to beat out. I think he becomes the day one starter if he decides New Orleans wants to be his home. He could go the Indianapolis route. I don't know if Indy's interested in going that route, given that they may finally draft a quarterback after a string of veteran guys coming in having bad years, whether it's Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, the list goes on and on. Now, the Jets, they're in play. I think this all boils down to what Aaron Rodgers decides because that's what the Jets are looking for is hopefully to bring in Aaron. And then Carolina, depends whether they like Sam Darnold or not moving forward. I still think Carr's an upgrade there. And the Titans, they're likely to move on from Ryan Tannehill. But I think with Malik Willis there, they're more willing to go that route than just bringing in another veteran to play quarterback. If it's me, I think he personally fits best in New Orleans. I think they have a solid defense. They've got some weapons for him. If not, Carolina is probably the next best option for all the same reasons. That is not a good division, especially with Tom retiring. You're looking at a very bad uh, division as a whole. So I think if he goes there, he's got a great chance to make the playoffs year one and maybe resurrect his career in a new location. Either way, I hope the best for Derek. I think he's been a solid quarterback for a lot of years. He hasn't been the best at any point. Maybe he hasn't even been top eight at any point, but he's a solid veteran that I think could help out a team win football games next year. So with that, let's head over to the daily game slate. We got to talk about uh, Champions League, some EPL, and then we dive into our regular sports as well. But before we do, let's play the video. All right, so let's start with Champions League. The first game, which is Borussia Dortmund plus 150 versus Chelsea at plus 190. Now, Dortmund, they sit third in the Bundesliga. Um, they did finish second in their group just behind Manchester City. And then on the other side, you got Chelsea. They're 10th in the Premier League. They just spent a ton of money in the January transfer window, but it hasn't resulted in any wins yet. And so I do like Dortmund at home today. I think it's a really good spot. Chelsea, they've struggled a lot this season. They've already fired their coach once, and they thought they found their coach, and then he struggled since then. And so I just think with Dortmund at home, and, and they're in better form than Chelsea at plus 150, you have really great value here. So that's certainly my early lean for this one. And then Club Bruges, they're plus 333 at home, taking on Benfica at minus 119. Now, Bruges, they shockingly finished second in their group just behind Porto. I think a lot of people were expecting Atletico Madrid to come out of that group, but Bruges surprised. Now, they are only fourth in the Belgian league, so that's a bit surprising. Thought that they would be leading at this juncture of the season. But Benfica, on the other hand, they were top of their group. They're top of the Portuguese league. For me, they're a top five team in this competition left with how they're playing. And so... I think the Cinderella run is going to end here for Bruges. I think they're very fortunate to be here. And I think Benfica takes advantage of that on the road today at minus 119. And then you got Arsenal. They're plus 190 versus Manchester City, who are plus 142. This game could be title changing, honestly, um, depending on how these penalties come down on Manchester City. And quite frankly, if Manchester City wins, it helps out all the teams behind them if they do end up getting some point deductions here. But at least for now, they're only a few points back. Arsenal, they're top of the league, three games or three points up, one game in hand. And so an Arsenal win means that a comeback is basically over at that point. 
uh, because I do think that there's those penalties coming. But Manchester City, if they win, then they're right back in the hunt, at least for the time being. They would be tied on points with only a game behind them. And so I really like Manchester City today. I think it's a good spot for them to go in and win. Arsenal also coming off a, a bit of an underwhelming result last week. So I think it's a good chance for them to pick up the money line victory. Now, NBA-wise, 10 games happening today. I think that there's really only four worth looking at. And the six that we're not looking at today are as follows. We got Chicago and Indiana. A couple of subpar teams, and Indiana is minus two and a half at home. Also, DeMar DeRozan may not go. Same with uh, Miles Turner as well. So I just think it's a really ugly spot to bet that game. Then you got the Spurs and Hornets. Hornets are minus six and a half at home. And in the Tankathon Bowl, I don't want to back either side here. I don't think either is really trying to win this game. Detroit and Boston. Boston's minus nine and a half. They have a ton of injuries. Again, I don't think Detroit's looking to win many games either. So I think it's just a really bad spot, especially with Boston going to overtime last night. OKC, they're also minus nine and a half. I refuse to bet on Houston because they're right there with the Spurs and Charlotte with not trying to win basketball games. But OKC aren't established enough for me to back them minus nine and a half. Memphis are minus seven and a half against Utah today. Utah also wanting to lose some games here. Adams being back could be a factor for Memphis tonight, but at least for me for now, I really don't want to bet a minus seven and a half. And then Dallas and Denver, Denver's minus six and a half. A lot of game time decision players, so you do have to monitor that. But Kyrie and Luke at plus six is tough, especially given how good Denver is at home. So I just don't know which way to go with that game. Now, the 4-2 look at Cleveland and Philly. Philly's minus two and a half at home. Um, I would back the Sixers tonight. I think that they're phenomenal at home. They're 22-8 and eight on the year. They've won three straight games coming in, and a lot of people will be on Cleveland because of that seven-game winning streak. But they're not a great road team, and I think this is a very tough spot for them. The only thing to monitor would be Joel Embiid as a game-time decision, as well as P.J. Tucker and Dwayne Dedman. Not a lot of injuries on the Cleveland side of things, so... I do like Philadelphia today. Just maybe wait a little bit closer to tip off to see if Joel goes. New York and Atlanta. Atlanta's minus three and a half at home. Three game time decisions to monitor here. RJ Barrett, he's a game time decision for the Knicks. And so is uh, DeAndre Hunter and John Collins for Atlanta. I do lean Atlanta at home at minus three and a half. But again, want to see who ends up going tonight before I place any money on it. Miami's minus one and a half at home against Brooklyn. Bit of a confusing line, but there is no Kyle Lowry or Tyler Hero for Miami. But what's important to me is that Butler and Bam are going. They do have a solid cast of players around them as well. And they're going up against a team of basically misfit toys. That's what you would consider Brooklyn right now. They have a lot of good, not great NBA players. And so I lean Miami on the road. And then to cap it off, New Orleans and the Lakers. Um, Lakers have been interesting since they made that trade um we certainly wouldn't use this title anymore i thought you were this worldly sophisticated guy but you're just a fraud i don't think that they're in that category anymore so with zion out cj mccollum game time decision i think that you could back the lakers in this one at minus three and a half at home again you gotta wait to see if lebron goes because he is a game time decision but without him they've been at least a little bit better because they now have that added depth into their lineup now, NHL-wise, six games happening on the ice tonight. Oh, wow. 96 teams. Definitely should have checked on that. 
uh, banner before we threw it up there. There we go. So let's start with Chicago and Toronto. Toronto's minus 450 at home. Just a really gross line here. I do not like Mrazek as a goaltender. Samsonov is certainly the better goalie in this matchup, but I just don't know if I like it enough to back Toronto. Toronto's been very underwhelming against bad opponents. They seem to play down to them when they do match up. And so this is a stay away game for me. I just think at minus 450, even if you're going puck line, you're not even getting close to plus money. And you go to minus two and a half, and then you're taking a massive gamble for sure. Tampa Bay and Arizona, still waiting to see where this line officially ends up at. I do expect that we're going to see Elliott tonight since Vasilevsky went the night prior. And then Vegmelka is going for Arizona. Hopefully you can get some decent value on Tampa Bay on the road. Um, Elliott isn't a great goalie, but I think that they have enough talent around them to go ahead and win in regulation or even uh, at a puck line. So wait to see that line, but at least for now, definitely would lean Tampa. Edmonton's minus 210 at home against Detroit. The Wings uh, just beat Vancouver on a back-to-back. And Edmonton, they just are coming off that loss to Montreal. But prior to that, Edmonton had won seven of nine games. Prior, Huso and Skinner are expected tonight. I would lean the over on this one, especially with Huso on the road. But that would be my only play here. Minnesota are minus 130 at home versus Colorado. Abs are on a back-to-back. So probably won't see George F. tonight. Could see Johansson. And then it looks like Flurry will go for uh, Minnesota. With that being said, Colorado being on a back-to-back worries me. So I think if you go anywhere tonight, you got to take a look at the Wild. Rangers are minus 190 on the road against Vancouver. Shesterkin, it's always nice to see him going. And he's going up against a vastly inferior goaltender in Delia. I think that Vancouver are in full tank mode now. I think the Rangers puck line would be a good one to play, maybe even the in regulation, but certainly don't don't go the Vancouver route tonight. And then to cap it off, Buffalo's minus 200 against Anaheim, Lukanen and Gibson expected. So definitely got to lean Buffalo, even though they're on a four-game losing streak. I think you just got to wait to confirm that it is Lukanen. If it is him, then I love Buffalo tonight in regulation, but at least for now, we'll stay away this early in the morning. And in college basketball tonight, six ranked games, nine ranked teams playing on the, the slate. And a lot of good ones here. And it all starts with that number one Alabama versus number 10 Tennessee game with Tennessee minus two and a half at home. Now, zero doubt that this is the game of the night. It's offense versus defense. Bama is one of the best offenses in the country going up against that tough volunteers defense. Bama has won four straight games. Tennessee on a two game losing streak. So I think the fact that we see minus two and a half here tells us something. Tennessee are 11 and two at home. I'm not going to wager on this game. I think it's just a tune in for sure. But I uh, I would definitely lean Tennessee if I go anywhere with this one. Virginia minus 16 and a half on the road against Louisville. You almost have to do a double take when you see that to see how far Louisville have fallen. Virginia, they're coming off that big Duke win. Louisville on a three game losing streak. Virginia's won 9 of 10. Louisville's lost 9 of 10. It's just a ton of points. I can't back that on the road. So I would actually lean Louisville if I was going to go anywhere with it, hoping that they only lose by 10, but I won't play it tonight for sure. Xavier and Marquette, number 16 versus number 11. Marquette are minus 5.5 at home. Expecting a ton of points here. It's 159.5. Xavier, they did just lose, and they are 5-3 and on the road. So I'm sure a lot of people will back Marquette. 
That being said, just because Marquette's 13 and one at home doesn't mean that Xavier isn't going to put up a big fight. I think they have the offense to match Marquette, which few teams in the country do. So I think it'll be by a slim margin if Marquette does win, but I do kind of like that points with Xavier. Number 22, TCU taking on number 19, Iowa State. Iowa State's minus four and a half. This one completely hinges on Mike Miles, who's a game-time decision. If he goes, I'll likely pay TCU. I don't think I'll get it at plus four and a half at that point, but I would play them even at a three and five road record to go in and pick up the win. Iowa State's on a losing streak as well. I know they're 12 and one at home, but I think if TCU gets their guy, then they're in a great spot to upset. Number 14, Indiana's minus one and a half versus Northwestern. Northwestern on a three game winning streak. They played very well, but so is Indiana. I know Indiana's only four and five on the road. Northwestern 11 and four at home. Just because they're slight road favorites, I'm going to stay away. But I think if I go anywhere, you play uh, the Hoosiers tonight. And then number 21, San Diego State's minus eight and a half versus Fresno State. San Diego State's one of those few teams in the country that plays well on the road. They're six and one overall. They've won three in a row. I think it's a good road favorite bet to make. Fresno State are very underwhelming. And so while the number is a little bit high, I still think that San Diego State wins by double digits tonight. So we've chatted about all the games that are happening. Now we got to head over to our last call pick segment. This is sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery. And before we get into it, we got to go ahead and play the video. Last Mountain Distillery is a family-owned and operated company located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Their first micro-distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality, handcrafted spirits. The craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Check out some of their great products, their old-fashioned, their vodka. A lot of great stuff over there. Support local. We really appreciate Last Mountain for all of their support. So we got six plays for you here today, and even after our 0-2 day on the pitch, we got three footy plays for you, three others to go along with them. So let's start with that Dortmund money line versus Chelsea. Chelsea are a disaster. I don't know how they turn it around on the road against a very elite German side. I think we could see even a multi-goal win today for Dortmund, so definitely play the money line at plus 142 for a full unit. Minus 118 for Benfica Moneyline. I just think they're the vastly superior side. I think when we see the turnaround where they head to Benfica, we're going to see minus 250, minus 300 type lines. And so I think they score early. They take the crowd out of it, and they just set it on cruise control, and they're going to get to the quarterfinals. Got to play Manchester City Moneyline at one and a half units today. I just think this result makes for a very tight finish to the EPL season. Losing this game would be disastrous for City. Um, so long as these penalties aren't too severe for Man City down the road. Either way, as a United fan, I'm also hoping for a City victory, which is odd to say. But I think it keeps them in the title hunt as well if they can make Arsenal drop some points. I'm going to play the 76ers minus 2.5, even with that Joel Embiid game time decision tag. I think the Cavs are bad on the road. Philly will take care of business at home. And hopefully Embiid goes if he does, and I feel very confident that they win by six to eight points. Xavier and Marquette, I'm going to take the plus five and a half with Xavier. Feels like this is going to be an absolute shootout tonight. It went from 158 and a half to 159 and a half. 
Could even see it all, get all the way up to 160 tonight. So I think that means we see an 80 to 78 type finish. It's going to be very tight. Two of the best offensive teams in the country. Not a lot of difference between them. So give me the points with Xavier. And then to cap it off, we're heading to Cincinnati and East Carolina. We've been playing the East Carolina over all year, and they've been killing it for us. So at minus 117 for a full unit, give me the over in this game. Continue to riding their hot streak. And a very solid Cincinnati team that averages over 77 points per game that head on the road today. So I think we see a bit of a shootout here and some AAC action. So appreciate everyone who tuned in. Go follow us on all of our social platforms at HedgePod. Occasionally put some bets on there. We put some funny takes as well. Talk about the headlines throughout the day. Really appreciate you all for the support that we see every single day. And we'll see you guys tomorrow for the Competitive Hedge Podcast.